0: And small business owner. What can we do for you?
1: What we can all do for all veteran business owners is promote each other.
2: My main mission was to look
0: at tools of technology to leverage small business and give them more of a competitive advantage. My mission for Red Own Bargains is very simple.
2: To help vets.
1: That story in itself to run for Vista City Council is a journey.
2: I think this is an opportunity to really collaborate with still gone before us it's really kind
1: of a labor of love and now your host welcome to this new episode of the veterans chamber radio show I'm your host, Shelly Harrison. I'm also the co-director of the Inland Empire, Orange County chapter of the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Um, I wanna give a big shout out to our team behind the scenes. We have our executive director of the Veterans Chamber of Commerce, uh, Mr. Joseph Molina. We have Michael Wood, who is also uh, one of our producers. And we have Jimmy back there. And we also have my co-director, Laura Torres, and uh, excuse me, uh, co-host. Co- she's not the co-director, co-host uh, of the show, and also Dolly Rivera, who is, does all of our social media. And today, uh, I just wanted to point out that we have a guest that I've known for a long time. So we're going to get in, into that for just a just in just a minute. Um, the Veterans Chamber Radio uh, show features military veterans, spouses, and community leaders making an impact. In business, nonprofits, the government, and for our veteran community. Uh, I would like to welcome Tyrone French, who is my guest today. And Tyrone French, uh, he is a wealth coach, author, business owner, investor, philanthropist, podcast host, virtual speaker, and a former US Navy veteran. Uh, His business is closing the wealth gap. So, welcome to the radio show. How are you doing, Tyrone?
2: Shelly, I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me today. It's an honor and privilege for me to be here.
1: Well, thank you for being here. And thank you for all that you do for our veterans, uh, including the service that uh that you gave for for many years being you know being in the military. And thank you. Yes, yes, thank you. And you know, I'd I'd love to get started um just by congratulating you because I know that you were just recently. Uh, where your insurance company was actually selected as one of the best insurance companies of the top 11 in the city of Long Beach. So yes, congratulations yes, on that.
2: Thank you so much. We're, that was an honor again. I, I, I just, bet. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and Long <laughs> Beach is a pretty big city too with a lot of insurance agencies. So kudos it to team It is, it is.
2: Thank you. Thanks again.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyrone, tell us a little bit about yourself and you know the work that you do. We'll, we'll start there.
2: Well, I'm going to start off by saying that, you know, Shelly, I love, love. I love what I do. It gets me yeah. up in the morning uh, when I go to bed at night. I'm thinking about what I'm doing and how I can be of service to my community. And okay. it, it can't it, you know, it, it stems from the military. I mean, as far as me joining the Navy, sometimes I'd, I'd be you know in uniform. I, I, I worked on aircraft. I was a um, avionics technician. Mm-hmm. and i was stationed on an island in the pacific called guam oh yes and the weather was nice the breeze would be coming in and i would like like be just pinching myself like wow they're they're actually paying me to the... oh. just wanting to serve and being in that element of of providing a service
1: yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to bring us back to when you and I first met, uh, I was highly impressed because we we met at um, Marie Callender's. Yes. I and I I just remember vividly where, you know, you were very professional and you took out your fork, your knife and your spoon and you were polishing them. And I was just thinking, my goodness, you know, I, I and I knew that you, you know, that you were in the military, <laughs> uh, but it was just really, you know, kind of interesting to see you do that.
2: Well, people will, you know, people in the military will they'll understand this phrase, attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that I just apply in everything that I do as far as even my personal life, but especially my business life, paying attention mm-hmm. to detail.
1: Yeah. And and that's really important, especially in the work that you do, you know, with with just working with numbers, working with people's um, you know, hard, hard earned money. Um As far as, you know, when you started your business, I know that you've been doing this for many years, but bring us back to when you first started your business and how is it different from when you first started to 2021? Well, actually,
2: I was working for McDonnell Douglas. I was a quality assurance administrator right out of the military. Mm -hmm. And it was just something that I just felt like there there was more to it than just you know, picking up a paycheck. I mean, I was making really good money. Uh, and I, again, I was trained uh, avionics, but it just seemed like something was missing. So I ended up uh, working, make a long story short, I ended up working for um, uh, New York Life insurance company on mm-hmm. Worship Boulevard in LA. And oh. I, w- I was there for three years. And it got to the point where uh, I was working with very high-end clients. And the the issue for them was not how much money they were going to spend. It was based on how much wealth they were protecting as far as their assets.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And it was just a for me, it was a large segment that was just falling through the cracks as far as it's a difference between working with 5% of the the population versus with the other 95%. And the 5% of the population, they're doing things that the other 95% are just not doing and again it just i was at a crossroads to whereas you know i was making really good money um i you know it's like are, are you doing this for the money and so that service aspect kind of kicked in again and yeah. i kind of pivoted and again I, I just dedicated my life to working with that 95 of, of the of the, the population that either don't have the information or the information that they, they've been misinformed with the missing with the information that they've received.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I know you also wrote a book. And I, you yeah, know, I know that it, uh, gosh, at least five years ago, right, when it first came yes. out, yes. tell us a little bit about your book, because I know that's something that people, you know, probably should be starting with when it when they, you know, talk about getting into investments. Well,
2: the, the title of the book is closing the wealth gap. And matter of fact, it just came out in hard copy. the the revised uh, uh, version just came out in hard copy uh, yesterday. But closing wow. the wealth gap, it's it's a it's a concept as far as the rich are getting richer, and the poor in the middle class are becoming poor.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
2: used to be a time when you were in the middle class, you were you were you there was a certain lifestyle that what it to you. But now the, the middle class is, is slipping into the working poor category, meaning that there's not enough hours in a day uh, at the end of the month, there's not enough money left. And so people are, you know, trying to figure out how do I generate more income by taking on a second job and a third job. And because of the cause and effect relationship, uh, a lot of times if they have family members, uh, husband and wife they're, they're spending more time apart, they're definitely not spending more time with the kids. And if they, and then now just based on the standard of living, people are working longer. So instead of spending time with their grandkids, they're, they're on the job working, trying to make ends meet. Yeah. And I wrote the book saying that it doesn't have to be that way with certain principles and certain formulas. And I'd liken it to like baking a cake. If you mm-hmm. have the, the right recipe and the right ingredients, and you have the right experience, you're gonna produce the same cake, uh, same quality cake as grandma made or your mother made. But it starts with having the recipe and the right ingredients.
1: Yeah, that that's a really good point. And having been in the financial industry myself, yes. you know, I I mean, I saw a lot of, of course, it was different, you know, when when I was in the financial industry. Um, and I started back in the early 80s. So things have changed quite a bit because back then the interest rates for homes were in the 15 and 16 percent. Exactly. You know, so I mean, today, you know, the just the the real estate and and things that are accessible to investors. It's amazing. And and I think too, with what you share with people and how you do the job that you do, uh, you really offer a lot of different tools and resources for them. And I I remember your app and I I haven't gone on to it lately. Tell us about the app that you had, because I know when people, you know, when they meet you and they learn about you, you have an app that they can kind of tie into and, and get to know you and, and also get to know the, you know, the different uh, educational things that are that are important.
2: Well, absolutely. The app came about where, let's say if you are at a networking front function and people mm-hmm. will ask for your business card. So you pass out a business card, uh, nine times out of 10, they need to toss a business card or put it in some type of Rolodex or something.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> the olden days, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I have this app yeah. and it's tyronefrenchapp.com. And it's mm-hmm. pretty much my entire business. Um, in, in your in the palm of your hand, yeah. So it has a way to contact me, a way to schedule appointments, but it also has content based on videos and articles. So let's say if you've, you you know you come across some information and you, you say, wow, that's pretty interesting. Let's see, let's check Tyrone's app and see if he's addressing that. When like yeah. in the like, lo and behold, yeah, uh, there's a app on uh, for life insurance or annuities or starting a business or taxation. And so you click a button on that app and all of a sudden you get this video, but also you get a corresponding article. So Mm -hmm. once I get that phone call as far as or the text message or the email. Mm -hmm. um, They pretty much know exactly what they want to talk about why they want to talk about it and how to get started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, congratulations on that, because I think that's such a great tool as a business owner where people have all the information right at their fingertips. And nowadays, you know, we we kind of expect that, you know, with, yes. with just the way things are going now. Um, what has the silver lining been for you with COVID and just kind of reflecting back on 2020 and, you know, fast forward to today? What what is a silver lining for you?
2: Well, it's it's. It's kind of, it's a it's a love hate thing, um, you know. COVID is a terrible, terrible disease, um, and with me being in insurance business, I see the reports as far as uh, the, the 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 deaths based on uh, uh, COVID nineteen and how they're de- how it's devastating families and yeah. communities but the silver lining is that it made a lot of people think about themselves as far as financially and getting their affairs in order yes and also making sure that that they have not only do they have um, life insurance but they have adequate coverage they're Hmm. also making sure that they have their wills in place which again uh 65 of uh, the american population don't even have a will uh shelly let alone having a trust and me, you know, being here in California, if you have real estate, uh, you should own a trust, mm-hmm. you should own and, a trust.
1: Yeah. And that's so true. And I think people, they, you know, they probably don't have the, the resources to, uh, you know, really invest in a trust, but I think at minimum, they should have a will, you know, but, but even looking into, you know, affordable trust that can be created just with, you know, with the, the if people have just, you know, the home and maybe some vehicles and they have kids, it's important to have those things in place that can protect their family. And if you know, if they pass on,
2: Well, the the difference is how much will it cost not to have a trust? Not how much does it cost to to purchase one? But Mm -hmm. how much will it cost not to have one? And let's say if the 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 typical estate, and I'm just gonna throw a number out there, let's say if it's $100,000, Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just being hypothetical, but uh, again, let assume that the the estate was $100,000, and the typical probate cost was eight percent. Well, that's $8,000. Yeah. Now take that take that $100,000 being in California and multiply that times five, six, mm. seven hundred thousand. Then you you when you begin to look at those numbers, they add up. So the yeah. issue is how much money is it costing you not to do certain things?
1: Yeah, that's because such a good point and reminder.
2: Yeah, because people tend to do the things that they really want to do. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, I'm not trying to change anybody's spending habits. I I want people to continue to have that habit of spending. What we want to do is change. We want to change the vehicle that people are spending their money towards. Well,
1: I think it's a mindset, don't you? It is. It's it's a mindset. They grew up. Yeah. And and scarcity of money.
2: It is. And it's a conditioning. But it does... You could have been programmed or conditioned a certain way, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you have to continue on that path.
1: Yeah. yeah. People
2: tend to they, they tend to gather around or bird of a feather, feather flock together. Mm-hmm. They tend to stay around that same norm because it's comfortable versus um looking outside of their network. Uh if, if you're around people that's constantly that their their whole livelihood is working for money or trading time for money. Mm -hmm. then that becomes a a natural mindset for you until you find yourself in a, in a group of people that have income producing assets where their money is literally working for them. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And then that's again, and that, but that's a paradigm shift because for some people, that's not the, it's not the norm as far as having your assets produce income that you can live off of.
1: Mm. No, great points. And we're going to do a quick recap here. We have Tyrone French here with us. And he is a, actually, he's got a lot of things that he does in the wealth management uh, field. And he's also a coach. So if you have uh, comments or questions, you know, feel free to just go ahead and comment and and let us know uh, that you're here and that you're, you're, you know, just kind of feeling what we're talking about because it's important. And I know we just kind of recapped on, you know, how important it is to have a trust and also having a will and especially now during COVID times, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to bring it back to you, Tyrone. And as far as, you know, the, the work that you do, what inspires you to do the work? Growth. Growth.
2: Seeing, Seeing the growth of an individual, taking a taking somebody that has a negative net worth. And again, it's like pulling teeth to get people just to look at their their income statement or their balance Mm -hmm. sheet and they'll they'll automatically assume well my financials my finances are terrible it's like somebody um hiring a maid to clean their house but they clean up the house first before the maid gets there (laughs) (laughs) guilty (laughs) (laughs) so again what you want to do is in seeing that growth as far as a person i I liken it to going to the mall you Mm -hmm. go to the mall and the first you're going to see this directory. And the directory is going to say, you are here. Mm -hmm. That's crucial and important in in, in finance. You need to know where you are. Yes. And then you set a goal based on where you want to go. So even that directory in the mall is going to tell you, this is where you are. And -hmm. then it's going to give you a path as far as this is follow this path to get to where you want to go. That's financial planning in a nutshell. And -hmm. I do want to add, Shelly, that I'm the tip of the spear, but I have an entire team working with me. So I have somebody that specializes in in real estate, uh, um, uh, real estate or taxation, or mm-hmm. living trusts. I have an entire team that we do an evaluation that that's doing the or putting the best plan in place for that particular client.
1: So that's highly comprehensive, especially when you can. It's kind of like a one-stop shop where you can get everything taken care of all in one. Absolutely. Yeah. But again,
2: going back to your your initial question, when I first started. Uh, people specialize in one area. They either did life insurance or they did mutual funds. They did, you know, but you you kind of want to look at the, the the totality of the individual. And again, because you you probably invested a lot of money just trying to get that client and to develop that client. Well, now that you have that client, you you have a relationship with that client. Now you add other products and services. They trust you. You have this yeah. trust relationship to whereas not only do you have a fiduciary responsibility for them, but they know that you're working for their best interest. And then once they begin to see how everything begins to work together, mm-hmm. now you're not just giving people a fish, you're teaching them how to fish. And now yeah. they're managing their assets to whereas they understand what's mm-hmm. happening in the process
1: yes and and when it's someone's livelihood and they know that you've helped them make a difference um i bet i bet it's the greatest feeling just to know that you can provide that kind of service you know to people that that truly need the services that you provide
2: yes and it, it, the, for me it's the referrals the the, mm-hmm. the referral is the, is the best thank you that i can get because again they're offering they're saying hey this is somebody that i know i've been working with them for years i trust them and you could trust them too and no. that's that's the best feeling in the world.
1: It, it, it truly can be. Absolutely. And how can people find you, Tyrone? Well, they can
2: go to my website, uh, Tyrone or www.tyronefrench.coach or they can go to closing the wealth gap.coach. And okay. if you want to if they, if they want to call Tyrone, they just call 562-498-4316.
1: Very good. Thank you for sharing that. And I, uh, let's see, we have a question coming and we have a couple of them. Uh, Should I focus on paying down credit cards or put in more in my retirement fund? This comes from James on LinkedIn.
2: Well, again, not knowing your full situation, I, I can tell you this just based on a hypothetical. Uh, And I have other clients, let's say, you know, your return on your retirement is like 10%. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: let's,
2: let's say, let's, let's exaggerate uh, exaggerate a little bit. let's say you're getting a 15% return on your retirement, but let's say your credit card debt uh, is about maybe 50,000. I'm being hypothetical because I don't know this person, but again, let's say if your average credit card is, you know, 25, 35%. And imagine you have three or four credit cards Well, you're trying to start a retirement plan that you're getting a 10% return where your debt is is literally taking about 50% of your income per month. So I would concentrate on getting rid of that debt more because again, the fallacy is that you have to have an X amount of money just to retire when that's not true. What you need in retirement is income. You don't need a large, you don't need millions and millions of dollars. What you need is an income producing asset. So let's say you decide to build an asset that's, that's producing maybe $6,000 a month. Um, you have $3 million in an account, but you have an income producing asset that's generating three, four, five thousand $5,000 a month. And that's, you're getting it every single month. Well, guess what? You can do that in your 20s or 30s or 40s, you're retired.
1: Mm, good point. <laughs> and, and we thank you, James, for asking that question from LinkedIn. Yes, and then we you, have James. another question from Amy on Facebook. And she asked, what is the easiest way to set up a trust? That's a great question, Amy, by the way.
2: It is a great question. And yeah. I recommend uh, using an attorney. And the reason being is because let's say if you show up, uh, show up in court and you're trying to represent yourself, well, you know, the, that's not really a good thing. And so when you're looking at a trust, what you're doing is you're representing the beneficiaries of that trust. And so you want it because when that trust kicks in or your will kicks in nine times out of 10, you're not going to be here. So you want to make sure. You want to make that sure that it's thought. done right. So you want to make sure that it's done correctly. So I, I say go to the experts. Make sure uh, that you talk to talk you know talk with an attorney. And people think that talking to an attorney is very expensive, but there are actually legal service plans and memberships that you can literally buy into for like 20 dollars a month that will give you access to a full law firm. To whereas you begin you talk with it uh, with a estate planning attorney. About mm-hmm. your particular situation, and then when you when it comes to putting the trust into place, and there's also other services out there to whereas uh, or online services because now that you have the information, you understand that the trust is pretty much just like a shoebox, and mm-hmm. while you're alive, you're just putting things, you're transferring ownership from yourself to the shoebox. So when you're no longer here, this, the the shoebox is presented to your beneficiary on your behalf.
1: Mm. Great information. Great question, too, Amy. Thank you for asking on Facebook. Thank you, Amy. And, yeah, and, you know, final thoughts, Tyrone, we're actually coming to the end of the the broadcast here. And I'd love to find out just final thoughts for you in 2021 and what people should really be focused on.
2: People need to focus on multiple, establishing multiple strains of income.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that's, Shelley, let me tell you why. If you have one source of income and you lose that one source of income, you pretty much lose everything. A lot of people, they don't want it. They don't get a mortgage until they actually have that. They they nail down that one source of income. And they think that that one source of income is, is going to be, is secure for them. And Mm -hmm. so they get the mortgage, they, they get the house, they take on the credit card, meaning that they have that lifestyle. But once they lose That one source of income, or let's say a husband and wife, two sources of income, you lose that one. Now you only, again, you're down to one source of income. Yeah. Now guess gosh. what? You tend to lose them. You can't pay the mortgage, so you lose the house.
1: Mm. It's, it's a ripple effect.
2: It's a it's a domino effect. So then yeah. you lose the more, you lose the house, you lose the cars, you 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 know, you mess up your credit, and all of a sudden now you're trying to get back on your feet, and it it could have taken you. That scenario that we're talking about as far as losing your income, Mm -hmm. um, you can lose your income in a a day, in a matter of seconds, but your expenses will go on for years, for years. So, you know, 2021, my advice would be to make sure you have multiple streams of income because again, your credit is tied to so many things right now, even trying to get a job. So again, you yeah. you lost that income, you lost your credit. Your credit is, is you're in the 500s. You go to try to get another job, they're going to pull your credit report, and yep. a lot of times it that did. will disqualify you from getting that high-paying job that that you that you had before. So again, but if you have multiple streams of income, when you lose one source of income, guess what? You ratchet up another that other that other stream or number four or number five to whereas you're not missing a beat.
1: Yeah. Great, great information, Tyrone. Thank you so much for, you know, for being here today. We're going to actually bring our executive director, Joseph Molina, uh, into the broadcast. So uh, Joe will be popping in here shortly hey, and he'll kind me. of-
2: yes. <laughs> Hi, Joe. <laughs> How
0: are you doing, Tyrone?
2: I'm well, I'm well, thank you. Welcome,
0: well, we, Joe. Oh, thank you, Shelley. And we just want to thank you, Tyrone, for sharing your uh, your wealth of information <laughs> uh, when it comes to making wealth, and uh, one of the things that I, I I love are your points, and especially the last one you make, you made about the multiple sources of income, mm-hmm. and uh, and I totally second that uh, uh, approach because uh, you're right. Um, <laughs> income may go away, or you know, and we see that happen now with COVID. Yes, but the expenses continue. They, yes, they keep coming and coming and coming. So having multiple sources of income is important, and we love helping people start businesses and create things like that. So, um, but so th- just wanted to thank you for your uh, approach and for um, being on the show. Thank you, and then we my appreciate pleasure. your um, sharing that information with us. Thank you, Joe. My pleasure. My pleasure.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Joe. We appreciate you uh, being there to support us, too. And uh, at this time, I would love to say, Tyrone, thank you so much for being here today. And you know, for sharing your wealth of information. And I'm gonna <laughs> echo Joe. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been great having you on the show. And it really makes me think too. And I think I'm gonna right after this, I think I'm gonna go make some changes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh we, we appreciate you being here. And for our audience, thank you for you know watching us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh it, it's just wonderful to see the the growth of, of this radio show. Yes. And uh if if you would like to catch our shows. We're every Friday, and you'll catch us here on these same platforms, and I want to wish everybody a wonderful weekend, and thank you so much for being here. Thanks again, Tyrone. Good job,
2: Shelly. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Tyrone. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it.